now got in for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Episode 181 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, and it's Stack Guy Ryan. What up? No Chris today. So, no Chris today. So basically, what happened is that he didn't want to be on the show anymore. He quit because he got his ass kicked in the game. Yeah, it was too much. He couldn't handle the embarrassment. At least taking a week off to just settle down and figure his life out. He's embarrassed that he got beat by his little brother. So he That's usually how it goes. His, That's usually how it goes, especially he, in trivia. He, trivia. He took his on the he took his ball and he went home. All right, uh, man. Baseball Chris though. Is, Chris is dealing with some uh it's not serious. He just needed a, he needed he needed a breather. Yeah. We all need yeah, a breather nothing, sometimes. Nothing so serious, he's but. fine. Everybody's fine. He just needed a little break and that's and that's good. But Ryan and I wanted to come on and uh, still give you a show this week and uh, hopefully you'll give us a five star rating and review. Boom, iTunes. There you go. Ryan loves it when that happens. Yeah. He loves it almost as much as he loved that picture of uh Tyler Wade I sent him earlier in the I week. Almost barely uh, recognizable Tyler Wade. Got that nice beard. Did going. you have to go on bluechew.com after you saw that picture? <laughs> I of did end up talking to a physician. We're, <laughs> we're getting it. It's shipping now. Discreetly, too. When Chris comes back to the show next week, we're going to have to ask him how Blue Chew can officially sponsor the show. I think they should. <laughs> no, they definitely should. They're, they're a big uh, podcast sponsor. So let's, no, let's, I know. That's, that's how I heard of them. Yeah, let's get on it, dude. Let's get on it. I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll give him a call. Tell him about my Tyler Wade issue, and he'll <laughs> figure it out. So the big news this week is hey, that the players. The what do you mean? What happened? Was there news that happened this week? Yeah, I mean, uh, finally we're we're gonna have a baseball season. It's kind of set in stone now at this point. Uh, we got a. Uh, we're looking at July twenty third. We'll kick off Major League Baseball for the twenty twenty season. They'll play sixty games. Uh, 26 of the 30 teams will actually start on the 24th, which is a Friday. But lucky us, since we're Yankee fans, we'll get baseball a day early because two games will be played in prime time um, for opening night. And, of course, nothing's official yet, but rumor and innuendo uh, leads us to believe that the Yankees will be one of the uh, teams playing on uh, that Thursday night, which kind of sucks because i was hoping to make a nice little party out of it on a friday uh for you know maybe my daughter's first opening day which would have been kind of cool but now it's on a thursday so it's kind of hard for you know to convince people to come over and get banged up on a thursday uh-huh. it's a lot easier to kind of get yeah. that situation rolling on a friday but still nonetheless looks like baseball is going to be here uh although I mean, we need to get this out of the way. Uh, three teams had to kind of shut down their camps last week, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, and I don't know if the third team was ever mentioned. Was I it the Colorado know. Rockies? I want to say them because we know that Charlie Blackman did test positive for coronavirus, but uh, it looks like they really hit the Phillies hard because they had the initial outbreak uh, on Friday of last week, I want to say. Um and then uh, it seems like they got a couple more positive tests during the week. So it doesn't yeah, look good. Yeah, the Twins oh. had a couple uh, positive tests earlier today. 
So it's it's uh, the virus is not going anywhere, but it doesn't seem like Major League Baseball is uh, really going to stop the season once it gets started. Which um, I don't know. I don't think they should. If they're if you're going to go for it, let's go for it here. I mean, you yeah. you have to have it in the back of your mind that um, the virus is still going to be there. So what do you think uh, it takes for them to shut it all down? If it's just an overwhelmingly amount of positive tests. I would think you would have to get to a point where you can't even feel the competitive team for at least one of the uh, one of the franchises. I mean, like you're not going to shut it down. Like, let's say if Aaron Judge gets, God forbid, coronavirus, but like if he got it and uh, 20 other players on the Yankees got right. it, you might have to consider it. I mean, what are you going to do at that point? Um you you had it. Do you have all the particulars of what the rules are exactly? Yeah, I'll read this here. I got a uh, document up here. Uh, MLB has unveiled a 120-page safety guide. So that'll be uh, it. Features a 60-game season beginning July 23rd, 24 uh, 24th. Uh, most players will not be allowed to sit in the dugout, and some will sit in the stands. Spaced apart in different rows because there will be no fans in attendance. Players and umps are required to stay six feet apart even during the national anthem before the game. And um, this is something I wanted to uh, look into more. And it it looks like it that you're not going to be allowed to uh, chew tobacco. Uh, but oh, but it's also but it says players will be allowed to chew gum. I guess it's because you're not spitting. See, I would let them chew tobacco and, and let them bring a spitter out there with them. Yeah, just keep a little cup by yeah, them. Yeah, just have a little know, cup like, in your back like, pocket. Well, like we all know DJ likes to dip, so you just keep it at second base. Like he just yeah, just have it like a little rosin bag, a little dippy bag. But <laughs> you know, dude, that's that's going to be an issue for some of these players, man. Because when when you think about not being able to do something or you're trying to quit something, when whenever you you try to quit, all right, let's say that you you try to cancel out all what you associate that with so he's going to step on the diamond and all he's going to want to do is pack a nice fat chomp and he's not going to be able to this year yeah and we got this tweet uh from pete abraham who i believe covers the red sox uh if i'm not mistaken but he is a verified baseball writer um he said mlb not messing around with distancing a player or manager coming within six feet of an umpire to argue a call is subject to suspension ridiculous you think who, who's the first manager that gets suspended from that Girardi? oh I, I that would probably be my guess <laughs> that would be my guess how about this too pitchers will not be allowed to lick their fingers on the mound i mean you really not allowed to are you i don't think you're really allowed to do it during the summer months anyway really right? i i don't i don't know or about is it that. blowing into their hand one of the two things I know you can't do. you can't do it when you're on the mound itself but like when you're walking back or if you step I, or you can't be on the rubber and do it something like that but I didn't know I didn't know about any Who sp- was that? Was that Kyle Farnsworth that basically used to like lick his fingers like a rotisserie chicken bone? Yeah, or how about you know a player who's probably happy he's not in uh playing anymore is Phil Coke. That guy used to spit every second. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be as good and he, not that he was that good. Pitchers will also have to bring their own rosin bags to the mound. This is ridiculous. They'll also have to restrain themselves during euphoric moments as celebrations like dumping Gatorade on teammates after a game-winning dinger or slapping a shaving cream pie in a teammate's face. Uh, Those are banned. I don't agree with any of that. If these guys are getting tested, 
and they're coming back po- negative and they're allowed to play, you know, you, 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 what are you going to do? You, you, you're telling me that you want them to take the season seriously. You want to ha- you want to convince the fans that it's going to have the same emotion of a regular 162 game season. So you mean to tell me the Yankees, you know, coming down to the final week here uh, of the regular season and they're fighting for a playoff spot. And the team that, you know, let's say they're battling the Blue Jays for that final for a final playoff spot. And they, they're playing the Blue Jays and, you know, and Judge goes deep to win a game. And you, what do you want them to do? You want everybody to sit there with their hands in their pockets? What do you do? What do you do? It's, I mean, it's going to be different. It'll be an aesthetic uh, to get used to for sure. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Well, re- really, the uh, so they're going with the universal DH this year. That's mm-hmm. uh, no expanded postseason. Which I'm not really for the expanded postseason, but I would have taken it this year just because of the short regular season. I didn't like how it was initially attached to next year as well. But they're not even. They're not doing that anyway. Um, so universal DH, which doesn't really doesn't affect the Yankees unless they're you know they're going to play a nat- couple National League games. So wait, and is this true? Also, um, I think this is a minor league rule: a runner on second base to start extra oh, innings. Yeah, I was getting there. Don't I was like warm- that. I was warming up in the bullpen on. Thank you, the, thank I, you. I was I was getting there. Uh, <laughs> so the schedule is going to break down. Is that there's a uh, you know you're. The American League East is going to play the American League East and the NL East only. Central plays AL Central, NL Central only. Same thing in the West. So they're doing it to cut down on travel, which is smart. Have no issue with that. So there's five teams in each division. So you're going to play every other team in your division 10 times for 40 games. And then you're going to play each team in the opposite division uh, five, uh, excuse me, four times for to make up the other 20 games. So. Okay. How they're going to determine home and away for some of those series is if they're going to do splits or just play one four-game series. It's, it's yet to be determined, but uh, it's all it's all you know. Being yeah, I, I imagine they'll they'll make them true four-game series to just to cut down that travel back and forth. Yeah, I would probably say that's. I mean, that would be the smart thing to do. But as we've seen throughout this whole process, uh, MLB has not exactly been smart about things. Absolutely. And also they'll be playing spring training at their home ballparks, right? I think the only yeah. team maybe that isn't is Toronto, I, I think I read. Yeah. Uh, there's still some things that need to be worked out with them if uh, they'll actually allow travel into the country right now. So they might oh. – uh, yeah, I, they might actually have to move to like maybe an upstate New York, uh, you know, play where like the Syracuse Sky Chiefs play. Or something like wow. that. Wow, I didn't even realize that that would would be the reason. It's all because of the travel into the country. Yeah, so that's still something uh, is going to have to be worked out. But as you brought up uh, the uh, the runner on second base, there, I hate it. Hate I it. really, I really what's hate the point? it. Like, what, what do you? What's the point of that? Because I, I guess I understand the universal DH because you know you're playing. I guess it's a limited schedule, and you're playing the National League more so. I not really, and I guess in terms of percentages, you are. But the the runner on second doesn't make any sense to me. Well, they want to cut down the length of games. If you're telling me that you want to cut down the length of games because it's a shortened season and you don't want to be having uh, 15 inning games because there's going to be less off days, fine. All right, I can I'll buy that, but. 
apparently the reasoning behind it is because they want to keep games shorter because of the risk of exposure. So you mean to tell me, like, a regular baseball game goes, what, two and a half, three hours, yeah, right? Base, yeah. You know, unless the Yankees are playing the Red Sox and it goes five and a half hours. Yeah. So you mean to tell me that after the ninth inning, you your chances of catching coronavirus go Span. go ex, i mean go up exponentially like that i mean come on now that's just absolutely ridiculous uh i hate it i think it's stupid i think it's bush league it's not in the spirit of baseball uh there's and you can disagree with me i'd like to get i would love to get your take on it i would rather have a tie after 10 innings than to run on second honestly base. yeah i would rather that too 100 100 percent. let Let's let's introduce ties to baseball for this year instead of that because that at least you're not changing the game you're just ending the game. This is a that's a drastic change to make. And how many games are really are you really worried about going that deep into to the extra innings? I mean, maybe you could look it up. But you don't have to do it today. Maybe you can get the stat for us next time. How many extra inning games did the Yankees actually play last season? Right. Yeah. Right. That, totally. Not enough. And how many they should change? And how many of them went past the tenth inning? If you want to limit the game to being 10 innings, tie. Give me a tie. Yeah. I hate the tie. I really do. I don't want to see ties in baseball, but I think it's a lot better option than sticking a runner in second base because I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. I'm sure we talked about it on, on the show before. You're going to get the runner at second, which, by the way, they said the runner at second base will be the batter that made the last out of the previous the inning. The Little League rule. Yeah, which is just ridiculous in its own right. You're going to have expand. Uh, actually, while I'm going on about this, if you could give me, uh, if you could look this up for me, I'd appreciate it. They actually broke down how the roster is going to be situated. Uh, they're going to cut them as the season goes on, I think. It's not going to always be 30 guys. I think by the end of the season, it's going to go back down to 26. If I've read it correctly, I'm not sure. That's why I will, if you could grab that yeah, from I'm me. Yeah, I'm pulling it up now. Something um, about a top 47 rule what's that mean yeah they needed a they needed a 60 player pool i believe also all right so here we go rosters and transactions teams teams will start with a club player pool made up of 60 players 6-0 from which to construct their active roster no team can exceed the 60 player limit at any time in the club player pool by noon of opening day teams must submit an active roster of between 25 and 30 players on the 15th day of the season the roster will be reduced to 25 to 28 players on the 29th day the roster will be reduced to 25 to 26 players so it's just going to be a progressively sh- uh they'll shrink the rosters as the season goes on are you but is it say anything that you're allowed to swap players in and out like i guess it would be like minor it would be the equivalent to like a minor league call up they would have to allow something like that i see here players have to be on the roster by september 15th to be eligible for the playoffs um, but I don't see, I just, oh, the only thing I see here is that you, you, you can't, uh, they must submit an active roster by opening day of 30 players. But I guess that pool, as long as you're in the pool and you play by September 15th, then you'd be eligible to play in the postseason. Yeah. I was just wondering, like if they could just willy nilly be like, oh yeah, you know, like, uh, we used, um, yeah, like used- our options, a thing. You know, like we used Chapman three days in a row, so we know he's not going to pitch today. So let's just pull him off the roster for right. today. Like, yeah, that's, if they could do something like that. Yeah, I'll try looking into that. Uh, but as I was saying, like this whole runner at second base thing is is just stupid in my mind because 
what's going to happen? Like, look at how this is going to, what are you going to try to do? You're going to, you're going to bunt or try to, if you're, you know, lefty batter, you're going to try to pull the ball. So you're the first batter up. His main goal is going to be just to move the runner to third. You're going to try for a sack fly. It's going to be predictable. I mean, you're not going to go. I mean, really, if you think about it, you're going to play for that one run. You're not really going to play like you, uh, you know, I, I just don't like it. And they said that, um, I heard this on the fan yesterday that if the pitcher allows that runner at second base to score, it will not count against his earned run average. But if he allows that runner to score and it becomes the winning run of the game, he will get a loss for that game. I mean, uh, it's it just sounds dumb, right? It's just literally, yeah. It's it's I mean, it's it, going it's doing too much i think you're doing too much at that point it, it didn't i don't i don't think it's necessary and like you said i would have much rather preferred just end it in a tie i mean yeah, you just look at it at the end of the season if you got to play a playing game or something because it was ties then you do it i mean we've had game 163 in the past what's wrong what would be wrong with game 61 you know mm-hmm. I, I i don't see anything on on like on whether on how that would work to swap a player in and out. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing it, it would have to be the same as, as as if you're putting a player on the IL. There has to be a reason for the change. You know what I mean? Like you can't just put Aaron Judge on the IL unless there's some sort of evidence that he's hurt. True, I, but I was wondering because you know we always got the Scranton show going on. You know, like the middling relievers. You know, like how would that work? Like a like a Ben Heller type, or uh, you know, like a you yeah, know, the sh- know shuttle on, guys. Yeah, the shuttle guys. You know, I don't mean to single out Ben there. He's been a great friend of the show, so I don't want to just single him out as being <laughs> that type of guy. But he, he he's the type of guy that comes to your mind because he's not really established yet, uh, and he's coming off Tommy John surgery. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You got I any other? Say. You got any other thoughts on the schedule? Like, are you are you happy baseball's back now? Hundred percent, like, dude. I'm so relieved that it's back because I really didn't want to have to stop watching this sport and I might have committed to that thought man I was I I was dead serious when I said that I wouldn't be watching baseball anymore if they couldn't reach some sort of agreement for this no, year I be- I believe you I think you're a man of your word in that sense but I'm I that's where we disagree that I don't think I could have given it up right I don't think I could have done it no, I, and I love it and you know if, if when it when like in March when they were talking about a shortened season like this it was kind of I wasn't really into it but the more you think about it, the fact that this season starts and right away every single game matters, it just it's it's gonna make the comeback of baseball even that much more exciting for a fan. I mean, it's another thing you gotta think about. because um, I think they're gonna play in sixty seven days, so there's gonna be seven off days, wow. basically maybe one a week you would get an off day. That's baseball, mm-hmm. baseball, baseball. With only playing 60 games, uh, you know, like how, you know, we've seen uh, how the Yankees, you know, are one of these teams that like to rest guys. Are you going to just throw a Glaber Torres out there for all 60 games? Are you going to give him a day? Like, is that something that you would look into? Or just say we're playing 60 games this year, you're playing all of them, unless you're hurt. I, I see it being like, when, with the roster being expanded those first 15 or so games, I see the most rest 
coming in those first two weeks of the season for these players and as players and as the season goes on players i think that they'll play every day especially because dude you're not wrestling a guy if you're three games out with only 25 games left you know yeah yeah no i i I understand that completely it's gonna it's gonna be really i'm i'm so excited baseball's back i really am i'm if I I almost wish I didn't root for a team and I was just a fan of the sport in this instance though because I'm so intrigued to see how it's going to play out. Like obviously we're going to have a rooting interest. We're going to root for the Yankees and we're going to want them to win as many games as possible and win a World Series this year. But I just want it like outside of that. I want to see how teams are going to handle this. Like absolutely. Are you going to go? Do you even need a fifth starter right now? Great point. Yeah, because with with the expanded rosters, you're going to have a really deep bullpen. So you can you can opt to go with a four man rotation, and then that fifth day, you just make it a bullpen day if you want, or you just skip and go right to the top. That's yeah, a great I mean, point. Do you want? I mean, do you want to maximize the amount of times Garrett Cole takes the ball this year? Twelve times five is sixty. Are you? you know, I mean, like. Do you are you okay with Garrett Cole making twelve starts this year? Do you want to see if you could squeeze him out to fifteen, maybe? You know that's. I think that'll all. That's all how the season plays out. You know, if if you're, we're in September and the Yankees are up and in a playoff spot, then you won't see them push Cole. But if not, if they're fighting, they're going to get as much out of that arm as they possibly can. But how about this, pitchers? They can't lick their fingers, right? But they can carry a small wet rag in their pocket to be used for moisture. And they have to clearly show that they wipe their fingers dry before touching the ball or the rubber. Umpires are allowed to check rags at any point. Yeah, I mean, that's that would be something. I would I would throw a little a clear pine tar on, on that rag. A little, a little Vaseline, maybe? Yeah. yeah, get a little substance. See, that they should just allow it for this year. You get to use pine tar. Why not? Just let them Michael- go. Didn't Michael Pineda resign with the Twins? I think so, yeah. What a joke that was. I mean, come on, dude. Hide it better than that. Um, what else we got here? They're gonna they're enforcing the three batter minimum rule, so that's something too that's gonna be you know, there there's there's gonna be a lot of strategy to to that uh, a lot of new strategy that these managers are gonna have to deal with that they've never had to deal with. Yeah, but going back to the point about Garrett Cole, right? You were saying like if the Yankees are fighting down the stretch of the season, but you know that's something that you might uh, you might want to work on early in the season of getting him, you know, uh, you know, going commit to a four man rotation. I don't know how that would work with the days off. Maybe if you're getting a day off a week, you can work, you can do something like that mm-hmm. uh, instead of throwing a fifth starter out there. Because really, if you think about it, you know, the Yankees have Cole, they have uh, Tanaka, Paxton. And then uh, Hap, and then I guess the fifth guy you would probably be Montgomery. But you know, if Chris was here, he'd be yeah. taking a crap all over uh-huh. poor Jordan Montgomery. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I think it, that's something you might want to think about heading into the season is how you maximize Garrett Cole starts. That's yeah. That that's something I we we should definitely break down once that schedule comes out. And we could really get a grip on it and 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 see how it would play out that way. And not even the Yankees. Like, what about are the Mets going to think about doing something like that with Jacob Degrom? I mean, they don't have no Syndergaard this year. No. So they, you know, it's not like they have a strong number two to back up on. Yeah, you can spare me the fact that Marcus Stroman is there because the guy. I, I'll say it again, and I'll say it till the day I die. The guy's softer than wet bread. So 
Yeah, you're not yeah. a big Strowman fan. Dude, he blocked me on Twitter, man. I didn't even say anything that bad. Wow, he like, blocked you? Yeah, he's so sensitive. Like, if you say anything <laughs> even remotely... Uh, try getting blocked, huh? Oh, all you got just just tweet like, just all right, tweet. I'll do Mets, it later. If you if you tag him and say Mets suck, you'll definitely get blocked. <laughs> now what are you gonna like, do? Because when the after the Yankee, I was either before or after the trade deadline last year when the Yankees. Uh, I think it might have been after when the Yankees passed on him, uh, and then he tweeted his ERA versus the Yankees starter ERA since the trade deadline. And then I don't even remember what I said, but it wasn't even really insulting. And he blocked me. I'm like, come blocking on, the bro. haters, bro. Like you, you that's where. <laughs> you, I mean, like you're in New York now, bro. Like you, yeah, you can't be, you absolutely. can't be that sensitive. Uh, and you, and you wanted to show everybody you you were tough enough for the Bronx, but you couldn't handle some little ass tweet that I sent out. You know what I'm, you know what I'm doing if I'm a manager, right? It's say it's the ninth inning, all right, and Chapman's on the mound and he strikes out the first two batters of the inning on six pitches just looks absolutely filthy in a tie game. And the the third batter up is 0 for 4 on the day with four strikeouts. I'm pinch hitting him for my fastest guy on the bench and I'm I'm sacrificing the out there so then I get to start extra innings with my fastest player on second base. It's interesting. I mean, I don't think anybody would actually do it. I would I do mean, it. I'm doing it. It's definitely interesting. I mean, but but what if your your zero for four guy is Mike Trout? You know, yeah. but <laughs> it's just or it's bad, just uh, or it's have, a sl- really slow guy. Who's the slowest player in baseball? Uh, probably Gary Sanchez. Yeah, you know he's a catcher, know so you can't. I anyone but a catcher. I I consider it, dude. I I I do not like starting a runner on second because I mean every inning, every beginning of that extra frame it's going to be a bunt it's just so gimmicky like i just don't it is like, gimmicky. Yeah, exactly maybe maybe in the first in the 10th inning you might try to play it out like a regular but but even if uh even if we didn't have that if the batter let off the inning with a double in the 10th inning what's going the second batter going to do he's going his goal is going to be to to yep. get the runner over to third base and then you're going to play for the sack fly that's I mean, how at 90, that point, i would say 90% of the time that happens in a game that's you know what we're gunning for there and if you're the road team in that in this situation you're you're gonna intentionally walk that first batter because True. that, that runner a, that runner means nothing i didn't even think of that you set up the double play right away yeah why why not i i mean there's there's no reason not to because that runner at that point doesn't matter it's a tie game and the the runner on seconds your winning run I mean, where do you think you have a better chance of getting out of the inning without a run? A runner at third with one out, or runners at first and second with nobody out? Yep. I think I would rather play for the double play right there. You make yep. an excellent point there. Yep. That's a good point. We'll see how it plays out, man. It'll be interesting, and I'm looking forward to seeing how Aaron Boone handles it because there, there's there's a lot there's a lot to it, and there's going to be a lot to critique if if he he makes the wrong moves. But it, there's going to be a lot of pressure on these managers this year. Oh, absolutely. You can't take it. I mean, like, I know the popular thing amongst Yankee Twitter in 2018 was to say that Aaron Boone punted games, which I didn't really subscribe to. I never really thought he punted games. No. I just thought um, he wouldn't use his big, he wouldn't use his big arms when they were trailing. That was his that's his thing. Yeah. And I don't and I don't necessarily disagree with that. Uh, you know, you're you're in the middle of a of a you know a big stretch where you're playing 13 games in 14 days or something like that and uh 
you know, you're playing the Royals in the middle of July and, uh, you know, you're down by two runs and, you know, people are screaming that he put Zach Britton in. But, you know, why? I mean, I, I just, you know, I would I just didn't get that. And it just seemed like a lot of people thought he was he was just giving up on the game. Yeah. When A.J. Cole comes in and gives up nine right. runs, it does seem like he was giving up on the game. But I, 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 I was always under the impression, you know, especially in a game like that, it doesn't really have that big of an uh, impact on the standings. You don't waste your big guys in a losing situation. If you're winning, you're tied. Yeah, go. You go, you go for the win. I 100% agree with that part. Yeah. But um, – but yeah, as I was saying though, there's you cannot quote unquote punt a game this year. Absolutely no, not. There's no no not enough room to do it. You almost have to play each game like it's a postseason game, which will be very interesting to see how far some of the man some of these managers take it. Like the Yankees and Dodgers, to name two teams, have immense pressure on them right now. They have to get into the postseason. Not to say that if we played 162, they didn't have to do it, but you know you have plenty of time to right the ship. You, right. you know, Yankees get off to a three and seven start, you know, which in uh, in the beginning of April doesn't seem like a big deal because you have six more months. But you know, this year could sink you. Absolutely. So you know, are we are we looking at where game one? You know, Aaron Boone's playing it like game seven in the World Series because you really cannot afford to lose any games this year are you going to have a shorter leash on your starters you know if Tanak is out there and he gives up two runs in the first inning and he can't locate are you going to be quick to get him out of the game whereas in if we were playing 162 you know what hey i gotta let him i gotta let him ride for four or five innings right now i gotta get you know see if he works through this which i think he, that it, actually even happened last year i think it was against boston he gave up oh, yeah, four no, runs he, early and oh uh, no but then he gave up even more in the next inning and then imploded on him. Yeah, he gave up like he gave up like twelve runs in a, in yeah, a game. Yeah, but they in kept him out there. Remember, he he left him out there for longer than you would in the instance in the situation that would happen this year. Yeah, and I and I don't think that was right that Boone did that. You don't. Yeah, I, I mean, remember especially that. a guy like Tanaka. I don't. I think you should have more respect for him in a situation like that than not. But you know, Tanaka is a consummate pro. He's not going to say anything. He, he's he knows he's got to go out there and eat up innings in a situation like that. But. Um, well, it's yeah, good so that, that we'll be able to see Masahiro Tanaka because it looked like that it, it could have been the end for him and Pinstripes yeah, that they didn't play this year. Him, Paxton, yeah. uh, you know, you could. Well, I don't think Stan's going anywhere. He, his opt out is at the end of this season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Guardy has an option, so this could be it for him. Uh, the Yankees have that weird option with Britain where he can opt out or they could pick it up, but he could be a Yankee. This could be his last season with the Yankees as well. Uh, so there's a there, there's a few guys out there. All right, I think I found what you were looking for before. Ten days are required before recalling any player or two way player who was optioned or outrighted, unless the player was assigned before opening day. That kind of cleared up almost. Yeah. So basically, like you can't you can't be playing games with like your star players. Basically. Yeah. So like you can't be Which, a Chapman out unless you want to sit uh, lose him for ten ten days. Well, yeah, it's uh, so I there's a it, yeah I'm saying I we, we uncovered layers on this that I didn't even think about as we were uh, mm-hmm. talking right here, which yeah man like I I I'm really intrigued to see how managers are gonna handle this right now you know 
And think yeah. think about players too playing on a contract year, right? Players. Like your players like Tanaka, Paxton. I mean, they have sixty games now to show what they're worth going into free agency. I think a guy like what about a guy like Mookie Betts, man? Like oh yeah. Uh, He's a he's a you know what he's a great player he's a top ten in the league there's no doubt about that uh, he gets off to a slow start this year he's taken that into free agency where he might have hit two thirty eight this year because he didn't have time to get his numbers up yep yeah, a lot a lot of new unprecedented uh, circumstances that we're gonna have to take into and when he's gonna go out there looking for a thirty five million dollar a year deal what's somebody gonna say you hit two thirty eight last year. Oh my god! I forgot. Now let me I ask forgot. you something. What? I forgot Ryan batting average doesn't count anymore. Yeah, no, so. it doesn't mean anything. You were you were always adamant, or maybe not adamant, but you you had the opinion that if the Yankees fail this year and have an unsuccessful season, that you felt that maybe it was time to move on from management, move on from uh, Brian Cashman. Do you still have that same stance, or is it kind of leaned a bit now that we're playing us uh, on such limited terms? It's, uh, it's, it's really. I got to see how how things play out. Right. I mean, if the Yankees get hit with a outbreak of coronavirus, then no, I can't say that it's t- well. We should fire everybody because of that. You know, it's just it's the world we're living in. Uh, I still think that this team should make the postseason this year. So yeah, I would have to really sit there and consider maybe making a change. If they don't, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think anybody's getting fired off of yeah. this season. I, In my heart of hearts, I really don't think anybody, unless you really wanted to, unless you were going into the, if you were leaving 2019 saying, I really want to get rid of my manager in 2020 and I'll find any excuse to get rid of him, like the Yankees kind of did with Girardi after 2017, uh, I don't think anybody's getting the boot unless – you have a disastrous season. Like if the Yankees go five and 55 or something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and an- another good point. Chris tweeted this a little while ago. He tweeted, he it. tweeted it that, uh, which I was actually surprised by this, but there was only one season over the last decade that in the span of the first 60 games, the Yankees were in fourth place once and the other nine times they were in either first place or second place. So yeah, the Yankees are 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 a pretty damn good team. Those first sixty games, more so than you would think. I, I didn't, I wouldn't realize that, but I have all the numbers up here. Only in twenty sixteen, they were thirty and thirty after their first uh, sixty, and they were in fourth place. But other than that, first place, second place, five games over five hundred, ten games over five hundred. So, man, it should be interesting, dude. Because so you would, look at the what I mean, the Nationals last year they they were terrible. They I think they yeah, were twenty one and twenty seven at one point, or I don't know. They, yeah, really after sixty bad. games, yeah, they, very they bad. Not, uh, yeah, I I think you have to look at it like what is the number that would get a team into the postseason this year? Would forty five wins? Would you feel comfortable? Forty five wins gets you in the postseason. Forty five and fifteen, I would think so. Yeah, I I think forty five's that uh, the number that you hit that. You're in the postseason. Because if you do the math, <laughs> that's a 750 winning percentage. Yeah. Bro. yeah. I mean, you, you'd you win 121 games in a 162-game season. So, yeah, I would say 40. But <laughs> yeah. I would say if you win even – if you get to 40, I think you got to feel pretty comfortable. If you're in the in the mid-40s, you know, mid to low 40s, you got to feel pretty comfortable you'd be, you'd be a playoff team. You're going to see some high batting averages too to end the year. 
I bet. You might see some really low batting yeah. averages. To... Yeah. Man. So I posted this on on uh, on our Twitter here uh, earlier, um, just to see where the results are at right now. Um, let's see here. I gotta get a new phone, man. Yeah, mine's been acting up lately. It keeps shutting everything down. So uh, so far, and only a couple hours open. I said, "How many games do you think the Yankees will win in this sixty-game regular season?" So we got fourteen percent of people say fifty plus. Jesus. Yeah, right. Sixty-six uh, percent say forty to forty-nine, and I would agree. That's where I sit in that in that area. Uh, thirty to thirty-nine got eighteen percent, and then there's a couple of jackasses out there that two percent voted twenty-nine or fewer. Yeah, I, I hopefully that's not the case. I mean, you're playing Baltimore for ten, Toronto for ten, even Boston. You can consider they're going to be not uh, the team that they once were. Although I could still see them causing fits with that offense, even with Betts gone and replaced by Verdugo. I I still think they have a pretty solid offense. But you know, I don't know. The National League East is not going to be. I mean, the Marlins no. will probably be a doormat, but you yeah. know, you got the defending world champs in there. You have the team that won the division two years in a row in the Braves. The Phillies have improved. The Mets. Uh, you can't sleep on the Mets, no. especially if you're going to get Degrom in a series. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it would. It's going to be tough. But hey, you know what? If this team, if this Yankee team is what we think it is then there's no excuses. You're not playing the Astros. You're not traveling outside of the Eastern time zone. Uh, you you got to get it done. You got to get into the postseason. I don't care if they're a wild card team this year just because of the craziness of the season, but you got to get into the postseason. There's no excuse for it. Yeah, and, and really with, with that point, you have to then say that 60 games is is a good enough amount to determine a true champion. And it's it, it's not going to have uh, any sort of asterisk attached to it because you're going to have to make them count. It's not it, it's 60 games. I know it's a it's a drastically shorter season, and there's an argument to be had that it it may not count as much as a regular season. But it when you're playing 60 games against you know a tough division a tough, division, a tough uh, NL division like that for the Yankees, this is going to be a test that if they pass that you can't say that they aren't uh, worthy of whatever happens. Any no, team, I, any team. I, I definitely agree. Uh, I don't. I, even if the Yankees don't win, I don't want to see an asterisk next to it. I definitely don't want to see one if they do win. I think we're, we're all playing by the same rules here. You earned it. Right. You went out and earned it. Let's let's go. That's, that's a World Series title to me. Now, did you see that Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, is actually trying to get ticket sales for this year? Yeah, because I believe Texas is going to allow uh, spectators in. No way. So they're yeah, going to want to sell some tickets. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you were doing when we discussed that a few weeks ago. Maybe you were looking at pictures of Tyler Wade. Yeah, that, no, I definitely was looking at pics of, of T. Wade. T. Wade Wizzle. Huh? Well, All right, I mean, so. Down. <clears throat> sell some pics. Yeah, let's move off of this, unless you got anything else you want to cover no, on bro, this. We covered. Um, Hixie. Uh, Apparently, will be the first player to not miss any game time due to Tommy John surgery, <laughs> uh, and you know, tens of dozens of people have tweeted that, so it's not an original joke. But he says he's a hundred percent ready to go, and will uh, wants you know he'll be in. He says he'll be in the lineup on uh, when the Yankees open up on likely July twenty third, which is uh, amazing to me that he's ready to go. But you know what? Uh, I know I give Hicks a lot of 
crap on this show and you know rightfully so because the guy can't stay healthy but hey you know what if hicks if hicks is healthy and ready to go that's just another weapon for the yankees a switch hitting uh center fielder of his caliber when healthy i mean hicks is a really good he's a good player so but it's just surprising that he says he's ready to go i didn't think you know we saw dd come back in what june last year from yeah. tommy john surgery right and we all know that he came back too early because uh, he wasn't really the same. Uh, and we know Hicks has kind of made a glass a little bit. Uh-huh. So uh, no one was really – I didn't – I thought August if we were, we were going to see him okay. at all this year. but I would have guessed that you know? too. Now, this is an, that's another layer that you have to consider for Aaron Boone to, to worry about because if, if they start the season with Hicksy healthy, with Judge healthy, Stanton healthy, they have Talkman back, Miguel Andujar, one of those players is going to have to be play most of the games on the bench this year. Who's that guy? It's, is it Andujar? Or Gardner, uh, no, Gardner's going to have to be on the talk, bench. Definitely, Talkman's definitely the odd guy out. And then... So what about Gar and Gardner is just on the bench then, or you'd start yeah. Gardner over? No, or yeah. So they're both sitting. I really think that uh, Gardner was re-signed, thinking he would have to play a lot of center field this year. Right. And when he was signed, we weren't in a pandemic. So absolutely uh, it, great point. It you know so I mean and Gardy was probably going to get bumped back to the bench or you know. I defend John Carl Stanton until, uh, you know, I'm blue in the face here. But, you know, we probably were all anticipating an IL stint for him at some point as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he probably could have slid over to left field and still got some playing time in. So you think about it, your starting outfield is probably going to be Hicks, Judge, and Stanton. Uh, Stanton's probably going to get a lot of time in left field. Uh and then you have Guardy and uh, you have Guardy and Talkman Academy, which is yeah. fine by me. I and have no issues with that. You know what? I I could actually even see them. I see the outfielders having uh, more days off than the infielders, where it'll be they'll they'll kind of maybe have a, a little. Uh, we lose. We lost connection here. All right, so uh, we'll just have to make a mark for Chris. To, yeah, I, or, I texted the group just to see how long our call was. It's right around like the 43-minute mark, so we're good. All right, so I, the last thing I said, did I don't know if it picked up or not. Uh, Something on Hicksy. Yeah, that uh, Guardy and Talkman would have to caddy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, what were you? You were about to say something. Oh, oh yeah, I was in the middle of talking. All right. All right, I'll start it just off. Pick, yeah, I got yeah, you. Just pick. All right, we got I disconnected, but we're back. Um, but I, what I was saying was, you know, are, will they use some sort of uh, like a, a rotation almost for these outfielders because there's so many uh, to deal with. There's also these uh, a few of these players are coming back from injury. All almost all of them are coming back from some sort of injury. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo, Hicksie, Talkman. Andujar uh, as an as that extra uh, roster spot, so it's going to be interesting if they want to ease these guys back into the regular season, and they have the option of doing that with such outfield depth. There's there's not a team in baseball with the the amount of depth uh, the Yankees have in the outfield. Well, somebody was trying to make the point the other day that in a 162 game season, the depth is a strength for the Yankees, uh, and that's not really in a. And I think it was Boomer and Jew were making this point. They're saying it's not really an advantage for them in a 60-game season, but I think it still is because of what you just said. You're going to have Hicks coming back from Tommy John surgery. We don't know if 
you know, even it, even it, it is 60 games. We don't know that he's going to hold up for all 60 games or it, or it, it would be recommended that he plays all 60 games. We don't know what, uh, we're all assuming. I don't think I've seen anything concrete on judge yet. Uh, maybe you have, I, I no. just saw that, that Hicks definitely said that he's ready to go. The Yankees think, uh, we think that judge will be ready, but again, will he need, will he make it, you know, uh, same thing with Stan, Guardy, you know, that's why Guardy and Talkman having that depth is still a good thing. It's not it's not a disadvantage and it's still, you know, I still think it's a it's a good thing for the Yankees to have that type of depth. Uh Yeah, and it's it's not a disadvantage because when you look at it, 60 games, that's 100 games less than you're playing. That's 100 games less that these players have the risk of getting injured. So that's that's an advantage in and of itself. That there's going to only be 60 games to play, so you're limiting the amount of exposure to potential injury. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you're you could you could think of it like that, but a lot of people seem to think that there will be more injury because uh, well, we'll have gonna, to see. You know, it's going to be more of a sprint than a marathon type situation. I could see pitchers getting hurt a bit more. Yeah, and then it goes back to the point about what are you going to do with Garrett Cole? Would you want to go down to a four man rotation? Maybe you don't. Maybe you. Yeah, those twelve starts, you know, twelve is better than fifteen when you think about if it, it'll keep him healthier, you know. Right, and you have him for ten years. I mean, make it a hundred at this point. <laughs> hundred is that? Was it? A, it was a tenth year option, right? I think was the contract. Yes, yeah, something, and then he could get paid more or something. He's going to be here a long time, and he's going to be stupid rich. That's all we really need to very, know. Very, very. He's making more money. He was in line before all this happened. He was in line to make more money this season alone than his entire career earnings with Pittsburgh and Houston. He made a career earning of uh, $34 million. He would have made 36 this year. Speaking of Houston, their, their salty-ass fans uh, were tweeting that the Yankees shouldn't be excited about having Garrett Cole this year. To paraphrase, basically... Uh, because his ERA after 60 games last year was 4.12. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, and then and then look at what he did in that postseason, dude. I I I've that was one of the best starting pitching performances I've seen in a postseason. What Garrett Cole was doing last year. I'm still I love it. The fact that we have him, I'm so happy he's one of us now. But oh, I'm still so pissed. He had dog shit on that mound that day. On that, what was that game? It's like game three or four when he pitched. It was game three. I I was at that uh, game. And Didi just missed. Yep, yep, Didi yep. just missed a grand slam. Yes, it, right to the right field had, wall. He didn't have anything in that game, man. And they still couldn't touch him. That pissed. Now I'm still pissed off about that. Ugh. But I'm glad he's a Yankee. Garrett yeah. Cole, baby. Garrett Cole, baby. So. uh who else is a Yankee? Is Jay Happen? We were talking about this earlier, uh, maybe yesterday. Uh, Happers, he's <laughs> kind of getting screwed by the short season here. He can't hit his option. It's impossible. Now. He can't. He's not going to make the 17 starts, and he's not going to throw 158 innings. Bye so, bye. Uh, just a just a little side note there that you think about because you got to think about it. Guys like Jay Happ. How many other guys? But we don't know of because you know we're you know we really you know, we're focusing on the Yankees mostly and we're not really up on contract statuses of, of other guys really. How many other guys have certain clauses in their contracts where an option would pick up or they would get a bonus? 
Like there's guys that have performance bonuses in their contracts where like if you hit 40 home runs, you get $500,000. Or if you make an all-star team, you get a quarter mil or, you know, some shit like that. These guys yeah. are not going to be able to – there's no all-star game this year. So anybody has got an all-star uh, bonus in their contract is beat. You know, guys that have those type of con, you know, a hundred RBIs will get you a hundred grand or you know some shit like that. You're not gonna hit. A, I mean, who knows, bro? Maybe somebody will drive in a hundred runs. Yeah. <laughs> Crazier things have happened, but it's not. It's very, very unlikely. No, because you're you're, you're dishing those incentives out based on 162 games. But think about a guy like Jay Happ. I made this point on an earlier pod that Happ almost more so than any other player in baseball this year had such an incentive to go out there and pitch at an elite level or have his best season because all it took was 17 starts and a certain amount of innings and you know with with this rotation that if he was performing he would have he would have hit one of those marks so so to have that completely erased it's got to be deflating for Hap a little bit yeah, I mean, with Severino's injury, it was almost a lock he was going to make 17 starts. Mm-hmm. The Yankees definitely would have killed it if they had Severino. They would have never let him near 17 starts. No. But um, with Seve being out, he was going to be a vital part to this rotation. And he still was probably going to be, but he's definitely not going to make 17 no. starts this year. Not, not a chance. As we said earlier, if everybody takes their return to the rotation through 60 games, that's 12 starts. So. You gotta hope there's a nice Baltimore series in that first ten games. Get right out of the gate with a nice easy one. But who oh, knows? Yeah. They lost the series, I think, against uh, I think it was Chicago last year. They lost in Detroit early on. I don't know. Something. Yeah, but remember the Yankees went seventeen and two. Yeah. They went seventeen and two against the Orioles last year, but they went one and two in the first series of the season against Crazy. them. Crazy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I was at the one of those games. I was at uh, the second game of the year. That was Paxton's debut, and I was, I was so excited to see Paxton pitch. And he was kind of iffy, which he was like that a lot last year. But yeah, and then that second half, once he started throwing that curveball, yeah, he was so. filthy. But uh, <clears throat> unless you got any other topics, I'm going to close the show out on this. No nah, man, let's uh, close. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. made his way into Yankee Twitterverse this year, this week because there was a documentary out uh, about him. Uh, over the weekend um, where he said that basically in paraphrasing here that he would never ever play with the Yankees that if the Yankees were the only team to offer him a contract uh, he would retire from Major League Baseball now there's a whole story behind that because back when he was a kid and his father played for the Yankees uh, he was told that he had to leave the dugout when he was visiting his dad and his dad said to him, look over there at third base. And what was going on at third base? Greg Nettles and his son were taking grounders at third base. Now, it looks really shitty on the surface, especially given the climate of the world we're in right now, right? Yeah. Where everybody is perceived, uh, is looking for any type of perceived racism. It looks really, really bad that a black player and his son were told to leave while the white player and his son had got to stay. It looks really, really bad. Okay. I'm not denying that. I'm not calling Ken Griffey Jr. a liar, although I will read you the uh, the story from the US from USA Today, which should not be a hack newspaper. 
It should not be. No. Uh, I'm going to read you this because tell me if this makes any sense to you. Okay, ready? Griffey Jr. told a story of how his father, Ken Griffey Sr., an outfielder for the Seattle Mariners in the later stages of his career at the time, was mistreated by the Yankees organization. Griffey Sr. had previously played for the Yankees from 82 to 86. In the doc, Griffey Jr. provided an example from childhood when he was spending time in the Mariners dugout with his father as a kid and then Yankees owner George Steinbrenner had him removed from the dugout. Now, I went and did a little investigating because it didn't – because I had always heard about this story and I mm-hmm. always assumed that it was when Ken Griffey Sr. was a Yankee because – why Why would anybody tell a visiting player to get his kid out of there? That would ha- probably have to come from the other team, right? Yeah. So I'm saying, okay, maybe maybe because I never really paid that much attention to it uh, that maybe he was with the Mariners. But then I looked it up and I said – I looked up Ken Griffey's senior stats and he played with the Mariners from 90 to 91. And I said to myself – I'm pretty sure Ken Griffey Jr. was also on the Mariners those years, and I looked it up, and he was on the Mariners in those years. And so I'm saying this story doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, and then I went back and looked, and Greg Nettles last played for the Yankees in 1983. So this story had to have taken place in 82 or 83 for it to – but but this USA Today article is so poorly written and the facts are so completely misconstrued that it makes Ken Griffey Jr. look like a friggin' liar. I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's not... It, it, it doesn't make him make it look good, I guess, but and, and Nettles... Nettles wasn't in the dugout with his kid. His kid was on the field, too, so it's not even the and same yeah, thing in a way. And there's another layer to it because we don't know if somebody then went and told Greg Nettles his son had to go. All we know is that King Griffey Jr. was told he had to go in the kind because we're hearing and that's the story that wants to be told that Ken Griffey Jr. had to leave. We don't know anything past that. And I'm not saying – and again, I'm not calling Ken Griffey Jr. a liar. I don't want to be accused of being racist because that's what I was on Twitter when I made this tweet. And it, you know, and it, for me, it kind of blew up. It got over 2,200 likes. Oh, that's a blow which up. Is, it says – and I wrote this. And, 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 I want, and I want to take the time on the show to explain this because uh, I think it, it's fair for me to use this platform to say this. And it, Ken Griffey Jr. – and this is my tweet. Ken Griffey Jr. is one of the greatest to ever play Major League Baseball. But I couldn't give a shit that he wouldn't have ever signed with the Yankees. The Yankees did okay with who they had patrolling center field during Griffey's prime. Career World Series titles, Bernie Williams four, Ken Griffey Jr. zero. Yeah, and Bernie Williams is I don't know if he still holds it. I don't think he does, but at one point he had the the most postseason home runs of any player in baseball. And then um my mentions are flooded. I had to mute it because I got sick and tired yeah. of looking at it. You missed a point. You don't get it. Blah, 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 blah. I didn't miss the point. Everybody wants to go and point to racism right now and say, oh, he, it was a racist thing the Yankees did. Maybe it was. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm no. not taking that. I'm not saying that it wasn't. It could have very well been a racistly motivated thing. I'm not saying it wasn't. I wasn't there. I don't know because there's – 
Was it Billy Martin? Was it the Yankee staffer? Was it George Steinbrenner? Who actually said to get the hell out of the dugout? We don't know. There's, you know, there's a lot more be, to the story that we don't know. Right? And again, I'm not calling Ken Griffey no. Jr. a liar. I'm sure it happened. I'm almost – I would want to – I want to believe that it happened because it's a really dumb thing to make up and, and hold a grudge over if it didn't happen. But – I didn't miss the point. I understand the point of Ken Griffey Jr.'s story in the documentary that he felt disrespected by the Yankees organization, that there might have even been racial overtones towards it because if you look on the surface, the black kid had to go and the white kid got to stay. So I understand it. I'm not showing my, quote, white privilege or whatever other buzzword of the <laughs> of the time is. I get it. I 100% understand i cannot make that any more clear i get ken griffey jr's point of his story but the point of my story is my tweet has nothing to do with racism it has to do with bernie williams versus ken griffey jr as baseball players and how yankee fans got all up in their feelings over ken griffey jr saying he didn't want to come here when all i wanted to do was take the back of one of my favorite players of all time and bernie williams and saying we didn't need ken griffey jr we had bernie williams yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. is a Hall of Famer. No doubt about that. One of the best to ever play the game. I even said that in a freaking tweet because I believe it. He's one of the best to ever play. Okay. Bernie Williams is no slouch, dude. No. No. He's a five-time All-Star, golden gold glove winner, uh, runner-up MVP one year, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he was career 297 hitter. Clutch, 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 clutch guy. Come on. That's all the tweet was about. It was Bernie souping up Bernie Williams. 100%. The guy, the guy had how many home runs in the postseason? 22 dingers in the postseason, 80 RBI. That's all the tweet years. was about. Why do you care you didn't want to come here? We didn't have Bubba Crosby here. Right. It's. I mean, we had, I'm saying, during I know you mean. Uh, Junior's heyday, he didn't have a slouch like Bubba Crosby here playing center field. You had Bernie fucking Williams. Yeah, baby. Burn, baby, burn. I mean, what... That's the whole point. Like, don't worry that this guy didn't want to come here. Just be happy that we had a guy in Bernie Williams that we all loved. Plus, if you take away Bernie Williams, who knows if John Sterling's coming up with all these calls that we get today? Because it all started with Burn Baby Burn. Very true. You very know? true. So take and that into I, consideration. I had to go on to clarify. Like, not everything needs to be about race. Yeah. Everybody wants to make it about that right now. But you, I, I feel like I should be allowed to just make a tweet about two baseball players and have it be not be about nothing else than two baseball players. Well, I, I, I had a lot of people had to agree with you in a way. If you if you got all those likes, so there, it did yeah, resonate with I, a certain crowd. Yes, and I understand that, and I'm just saying, man. Like I hear we you. have, we have to, as a society, get past this thing. Like, yes, I'm not saying racism is a good thing. I'm not saying let's all go be racist. That's the opposite of what I'm saying. We should not be racist. Racism is is a very bad thing, mm -hmm. and I agree with the protest and saying we need to stop being friggin' racist. But we also need to stop get to a point where not everything is racist. Absolutely. You can make a point about something and just because it, it involves a black person and a white person or in this case, Bernie Williams is a Puerto Rican person that it's not racist. You're just comparing two guys that have the same profession. That's that's all you're doing. That's what you we do to, in sports. We compare. And, and if you want to be racist, if I'm so racist, why would I soup up a Puerto Rican guy? Yeah, if exactly. I'm so racist, I should hate everybody. I should hate everybody. That's not white. You would. Right. Yeah. 
I'd imagine. I, that's I'm the, sorry. Like if, if, if any if anybody's offended by what I'm saying right now, I, I I'm sorry, but like it, I just don't feel like that we should be at this point where like we should have to watch everything that we say. Where like we can't. Oh, uh, we we compare two players. Somebody's going to say it's racist. So let's. It's baseball. This is what we do. Yeah. This is what we, we, we break down games. We talk about players. We compare things and different errors or same errors. This it, is what we do. It was on the do. field, and it was, it was an on-the-field comparison. You weren't comparing what they do off the field. When, you're, when you step on the baseball field, you're a baseball player. And how ignorant were a lot of people because his name was Bernie Williams, and he was darker-skinned. They thought he was black. That yep. was ignorant. That was racist. Yeah, 100%. I hate it when people would, would say, oh, Bernie Williams is black. No, he's not. Where did nope. you even get that from? Oh, that would piss me off to no end when people thought that about Bernie Williams. Oh, like, I'm sure he uh, dealt with that constantly. That's, I mean, really, like, I'm sorry if I alienated anybody. I never want to come out here and do that. And I, I didn't certainly didn't want to do that when people perceived that I took a pro-police stance a few weeks ago. All I was saying is that you can support your local police departments and people that wear the bat, you know, and are out here to serve and protect you because they're not all bad. Just like not everybody walk, you know, you, there's two sides to every coin. And that's what I'm trying to say here. You know, I, I didn't miss the point of what Ken Griffey Jr. was trying to say and why he didn't want to play for the Yankees. I get it. And if that happened to him and he, and it was racially motivated, I fucking respect the hell out of him for having morals and standards for not wanting to play for a team where he felt he was disrespected racially. I a hundred percent, uh, and behind him in that. But in the same vein, I'm allowed to sit there and compare my center fielder versus a center fielder for another team where a lot of people are like, oh, Ken Griffey Jr. didn't want to play here. Okay. Reason aside why he didn't want to play here. Why, as a Yankee fan, are you upset by that? Right. When we had Bernie Williams. Yeah. And that's, you yeah, that's, we that's your missing, point. We that's weren't point. missing out. We weren't missing out. No. That's my. That was my point. And if again, if somebody wants to tell me that I'm missing the point, fine. I can't. I can't labor this any longer. Yeah, it is what in it is actuality. It, it to me, they missed the point that you were trying to make, and that that happens a lot with social I, media today. Yeah, and I have to say this one more time. I do not. I do not. And I do not condone racism. And I'm not raising my child in in hatred. I want my daughter to not hate groups of people based on differences that she had outward differences she has with them. I want my daughter to grow up making her own decisions and distinctions about individual people. Absolutely. If she. That's how I want her to grow up. I want her to grow up accepting of everybody. And if she doesn't like somebody, it's because of a personal experience that she had with that individual person. And then to not group a section of people together because she may have had a, a particularly bad experience with somebody. That's how I'm raising my child. And, and, that's, and if I can't – and if that doesn't get the, the point home – to people that are disagreeing with me right now, and I can't drive it home any further. And that's just how I'll say that. And I totally, I commend you and, and gain even more respect for you that, that that's your approach toward parenting because if more parents had that mindset, um, that these problems would have maybe been solved or in a better direction a long time ago. So it's nice to hear a parent um, say those kinds of words because that, in my opinion, that's the way you get rid of it by by having solid influences to to get that mindset completely erased from the new generations. And I totally commend you for that, Christian. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's and that's just how I feel. I don't want her being raised in hate. I don't. She can, you know, be friends with and love whoever she wants to. If she's happy, that then I'm happy. That's how I'm. And that's that's how I'm raising. Awesome, dude. That's how I'm raising my daughter. You're doing your and part. Like, and and that's and that's it. That's all there is to it. And if she doesn't like somebody, it's gonna be because she didn't have a good experience with that person. And then she's gonna know that not everybody is like that. And then she will be able to compartmentalize that one person and still be able to be friends with you know a certain race if she even if she had a difference with a certain person and that you know that and that's how i wanted to be raised and that's how i wanted to grow up so again and that's the last time i'm going to say it if you can't if that doesn't drive home my point uh, of, of everything that i've been saying in the last few minutes then nothing else will agreed so anything else that guy rye no bro i think this was a good show without chris we should do this more often I, I kind of miss. I kind of no, missed I, it. I miss him too. I wish he was sitting beside me right now. No, I mean it's been hot, so he might smell funny. I do get his chair though, and this chair is much more comfortable. I think. I think for taking over this week, you should just get the chair going yeah. forward. You know what? I should get the chair just because I beat him in trivia. That would have been a good, uh, you know, an, another le- layer to the to my winnings. Yeah, so uh, we're so glad baseball is back. I'm excited. Uh, Me too, man. And it's here. It's back, too. Like right next July 1st, I think they start spring training. Yeah, so I'm ready to go. I just hope that uh, we're able to keep the virus under control enough where we don't have to see anything really drastic happen to a team or the league itself. So. Yeah, I'm I'm still not going to get my hopes up until they're playing on, on, uh, you know, that, that first inning when you see uh, Cole on the bump. But yeah, at the end of the day, if they don't play this year, it will be for the reason that we all thought that they wouldn't play this year and it's just because of the health and safety and not because they couldn't come to an agreement. So I'm glad that, not glad, but you know what I mean, that it's not it's not going to come down to back and forth stalled negotiations, but if this doesn't work out, it'll be for, for an actual reason, you know? I mean, the, Manfred, I mean, the players didn't want to agree to any you know Manfred had to implement the schedule I mean it was it it was just a bunch of nonsense it, we could have gotten this agreement three weeks ago we yeah. really could have but we're here now that's why we didn't harp I didn't really want to harp on the, the the dissension between the players and the owners because we're here now now it's time to really sit here and think about like how Ryan and I discussed you know uh pitchers and you know the the strategy and how managers are going to handle things because that's what we want to talk about now it yeah, seems baby. let's go uh, we're finally ready. dude how many months of, of talking about non-baseball have we had to go through from the we offseason to houston everything we should we should have called the rock and had him come on and go finally baseball is back yeah dude maybe maybe they'll have him for opening day to uh scream that out there although if uh he had he had an interaction with Jeff Passan on Twitter uh really today. Yeah, apparently Passan met him when he was younger. Oh, good for he him. Fan, he fanboyed over the rock. Oh yeah, good for him. I would man. Fan, I would I would fanboy over. He's one of I like would. three people I would super fanboy over. He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood I think right now. I, I think, think if I saw him or Sylvester Stallone on the street I would freak out. Really? Yeah, S- like Sly too. Oh uh, yeah, come on, bro. Yeah, like, I know. I know you you would start shaking a little. 
I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't know what I would do if I saw Sylvester Stallone just like walking down the street. I'm surprised you never met uh, Stallone. Like at some sort of. Like, you ever go to Comic Con or no? I went once. Oh. Yeah, some sort of convention or something. Yeah, com- I mean, if you're not willing to put the money in, Comic Con is stupid. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's uh, talk about that another time. I think we gave the fans plenty of content today. I think this is a really good show. I, we did miss Chris. He's uh, just taking a little break. Uh, but we did miss him. I we have to soup him up a little bit. He's a little yeah. down dumps, especially after getting Chris is the best. Getting, getting his ass kicked in trivia. Yeah, I mean how much the battle of the brothers. You the loser. Lose, you lose, you lose, um, you will lose. <laughs> I, I gotta throw my Ivan Drago in there. Uh, but thank you for listening to episode 181 of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Stat guy, Ryan. Go Yanks. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Peace.